Hey, welcome back. Dan on top of all things commercial real estate. We have in the studio an incredible friend, a colleague, mm. an all-star, a babe, mm. Jacob Fiore. I love that intro. I really appreciate <laughs> being here, Dan. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for coming. Me. Appreciate it. So Jacob Fiore is a great friend of mine. We've known each other for a number of years. Best friend. Best friend. I, that, that means a lot to me. Man. Yeah, of I appreciate it. Of uh, I actually mentored Jake for a while. Jake would come up from Cincinnati uh, and visit us here in Detroit while we were flipping houses. We took him to some quite interested, interesting zip codes. Um, sometimes we'd have uh, carbon Kevlar. Sometimes we wouldn't. <laughs> but we had fun, that's for sure. Most of the time we would. Most of the time we would. So anyway, Jake, thanks for coming. Appreciate you here. And uh, we're going to jump right in. So my question for you is, who is Jacob Fiore? <clears throat> Dan, thanks for uh, thanks for having me again. Thanks for the question. So, Jacob Fiore. Um, let's see. Um, if I could describe Jacob Fiore in one word, it would be perseverance. I would say okay. yes, and and just the willingness to jump in. So, as you said, um, our background of of you kind of starting uh, flipping houses and things like that. Um, <clears throat> I think there is a ton of value in somebody that when you talk to them about your projects and what you're doing that they drop everything and see the opportunity and drive up four and a half hours to come swing hammers with you in, <laughs> in downtown Detroit flipping houses. So so that's something that, you know, if I could um, kind of look at who Jacob Fiore is, that's something that I would say. Um, my background, um, I studied finance at uh, University of Mississippi. I got a job with J.P. Morgan within their asset management, specifically underwriting and um, credit lending. Okay. And then from there, um, I was there for about two years and then moved into the fund space um, for the last two years. And, and that's kind of where we are now. And um, now I'm up here talking to you. Excellent. Awesome. Well, I want to speak to something you mentioned, perseverance. You mentioned getting a call, driving you know, four and a half hours up to Detroit to swing hammers. I love that about you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop there. I've called Jake on a Wednesday as recently as about three weeks ago and said, hey, buddy, flying to Fort Lauderdale. We've got some big meetings. You want to join? And an hour later, he had a ticket. And two days later, we were rendezvousing in Dallas Airport picking up our brand new Toyota Supra to drive to our <laughs> meeting, right? And, uh, and, yeah, I mean, it was sweet. I, I love that. Uh, two weeks prior, same thing in Dallas. Jake's an awesome guy. If anybody has a chance to get to know Jake, uh, you know, he's a great guy to connect with. And um, I'm just I'm happy to have you. I appreciate our friendship. Appreciate the relationship. So my Absolutely. question for you is I want to hear more about these funds, man. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the funds. It's all about the money today. It's all about the money, man. Um yeah, absolutely. And I know how much you love money, so that's that's always good. Uh, yeah, so the funds, um, kind of what we're getting into now is within the cannabis sector. All right. Um, and I know that, you know, you being from Michigan, it's it's very, very, very hot here. Very the hot. The market is. Very um, hot. So, so that's kind of what we're looking into. And specifically, obviously, Dan on top with all things commercial real estate, is looking into uh, the real estate opportunity within cannabis, and let me tell you, it is it is huge. It's on fire. It's on fire. It's absolutely on fire. We're so, burning it up. <laughs> exactly, but burning it up, burning it up. So definitely a lot of opportunity within retail spaces and also um, industrials. Oh yeah, definitely. So so the idea behind this fund um, called uh, High Returns. <laughs> I love um, it. I love it. High. Re that's the name of the fund. That's high the name returns. Of the fund. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Wow. Uh, high returns is 
really focusing on um, where the opportunity lies, and, and we believe that it is sale leasebacks. Um, okay. So, so working with operators that have you know that are top of the industry within mm-hmm. cannabis and uh, freeing up that capital for them um, uh, to uh, scale their businesses. And it's really a win-win-win scenario because um, while we open up that capital for them, we make revenue by um, receiving those um, that that rental income. Yeah, and 100%. then and so our investors are winning. We are winning while we're managing the fund, and we're also helping these uh, cannabis companies scale big time. That's awesome because okay. it's a race right now. It's a race, it's an race, and there's opportunity everywhere. I call it the green gold rush. I think that it's an incredible opportunity, uh, both in cannabis and also in hemp. I mean, the 2018 mm-hmm. Hemp Farming Act, which legalized hemp production, cultivation, resale, all that good stuff in all 50 states, so long as the THC content is less than 0.3%, mm. is something that is a big tremendous number. opportunity. Yeah. So that's great. And I want to walk it back a little bit. You mentioned something called an SLB, mm-hmm. a sale leaseback. Yes. You know, I'm a broker. I know you know that. We do a lot of business in sale leasebacks. We do them in the cannabis space, but traditionally, as a broker, for everybody out there listening, a sale leaseback, as Jacob said beautifully, is where a seller of a property is actually the operator of the of the business and the building owner. Broker like myself comes in, says, "Hey, Mr. Owner, if you want to free up some capital and if you want to rent write off your rental payments, we can go ahead and list this property for you. You will sell the building, but you'll maintain the ownership of the business. You'll now rent from a new owner, the buyer." He'll own the building. You'll still rent the operation. You can now write off your your uh, your your rental payments and free up all this capital, all this equity to go buy another building or to go open another business, right? So clearly, that's something that's going on in the cannabis space, which well, is super fascinating. It's, it's absolutely huge in the cannabis space because we see it traditionally in, in quick service restaurant. Mm-hmm. We see it in industrial sale leasebacks. We might see it in medical, but it, to see it in the cannabis industry is so exciting. Well, it tells me there's a there's a growth, there's a drive for capital and and, and a desire for uh, continuation of their 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 existing businesses and growth and expansion. Absolutely, and I mean when you're looking at your options of of capital within cannabis. You have your hard money lenders that you know you're paying anywhere from fifteen to twenty percent annually. Even more at sometimes, right? Even more, up, up, yeah, up to thirty percent. I was it on a call depends. today. Somebody told me twelve to thirty percent is what they typically 12, borrow at. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So you have that option, um, and so, and then you have the other option of giving up equity and, and taking right. uh, and taking capital. And I'll tell you what, a lot of these growers. Do not they don't want to give, give up equity. They don't want to give no up their way. equity. They've no been way. doing this for 10 plus years. They, they don't want to give up their equity. So this really unlocks um, these companies that are really strapped for capital. They need the capital. However, they, they're really trying to find a better avenue that is beneficial to their business. And this is the most beneficial thing for their business, uh, at least where they're at and, and, and where they're trying to scale. Okay, awesome. Well, tell me about high returns. First of all, I love that name. You said it, and it, it hit me, and I'm like, wow, that's cool. That's a, this great name, and I believe that everything's in a name. I want to know what's behind the name, though. Tell me about that fund. Absolutely, man. Um, so, you know, high returns, it is a real estate company, so focused on diversified, uh, having a diversified portfolio of retail and industrial properties within okay. the cannabis sector, like we talked about. Uh, so, like you beautifully um, discussed, we lease to companies such as um, dispensaries, cultivation, process, and manufacturing. Um, so we acqu- we acquire those pro- properties through sale leasebacks, like we talked about, and the the tenants are 
very experienced and it, it, they are well-run companies. Okay. Um, so our revenue model, the way we make money, is charging rent. Um, investors receive quarterly dividends. Okay. Uh, could be you know eight percent. Okay. Um, and so from there, you know, we we believe that that's the business model that's going to make money. However, we also believe that there will be a huge appreciation in our portfolio. Oh yeah. As policymakers continue to catch up to kind of that social sentiment uh, in regards to, um, you know, the, the cannabis legalization. Mm-hmm. So in a nutshell, we work with license holders. We give them a whole bunch of cash uh, for their property and lease it back to them. And so that, that really frees up capital and allows our investors to make money, which I know you love the win-win-win oh, scenarios. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because if you win, I win, and everybody else wins, we've got no choice, unless we're foolish, but to want to do business again. And that's the thing. In business, I think it's so important to realize that we're not here to take advantage of anyone. We're here to build bridges. We're here to create relationships. And we're here to create a win-win-win so that people have no choice but to want to work together. Mm -hmm. So on that note, Jacob, if somebody wants to work with you, right? They want to get involved in high returns. They want more information on funds. They want more information on cannabis. How do they get in touch with you? So they're more than welcome to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, and so I, I'd say, you know, I'm pretty on top of that. I'm, I'm pretty active on yeah. LinkedIn. So so I would say that's probably the best place to start. Okay. Um, What's your name on LinkedIn? Jacob Fiore. So that is F-I-O-R-E okay. on that last name. It's Italian. So um, yeah, it actually means flower in Italian. Very so, nice. Yeah, it's very beautiful. Flower name. child. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Okay. Exactly, exactly. So, so that's that's where you would go. Okay, excellent. So Jacob Fiore on LinkedIn. You guys are always welcome to reach out. Um, I love the kid. He's an awesome guy. He's got a high returns fund. How do they spell that fund? Oh, that is um, high, okay. as you would normally spell it. And then uh, returns uh, with a Z. On the <laughs> oh, come on. All right. Yeah, high returns. Put some pizzazz in there. There you, know? you go. Put some pizzazz in there. Now, I want to ask you something. I mean, and you know what? I'm not going to ask anymore. I'm going to talk a little bit. I love cannabis. I love it. I love cannabis. Not because I'm a user. I love cannabis because of the opportunity. Mm. I love cannabis because we have a potential here in this country to create a green gold rush, which has already started in many states all over the country. Hemp is an incredible product with so many industrial applications. Cannabis itself has applications all the way from epilepsy to Crohn's disease to uh, pain management. The opportunity to, to, to in a certain sense, because you're not, you'll never really solve anything by a war on drugs, in my opinion. Mm. But in a certain sense, we can help offset the opioid epidemic by treating with cannabinoids. Mm. So, why do you love cannabis? I, I love cannabis, especially within the COVID crisis, um, because it's been deemed essential. <laughs> and, and just the fact that 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 that's is, saying a lot. That that that's right? saying a lot. Bird seed not essential in Michigan. Exactly. Can, wait, maybe it is. I'm not sure. Cannabis, essential. It's it's yeah, absolutely. It's essential. And and when you're sitting in a real estate market where um, you know only sixty percent of retail rents are being paid, yeah, you have shopping mall reads uh, reads that are only collecting about fifty percent, yeah, um, and then even even office tenants up, upwards of ten percent aren't uh, aren't paying the rents. Um, and so within real estate, specifically cannabis, you're seeing you, you at least have the opportunity. To have a hundred percent occupancy rate, and so that's something with uh, that I love about cannabis during yeah. this time, um, and that's just more on the real estate side of things. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously on the other side of things as well, uh, there's just there's huge margins yeah. when, when it comes to um, starting funds, specifically with direct in- investments 
Um, so I would say specifically with processing. Processing yeah. has upwards of 60% margins uh, right now. And then um, obviously the, the cultivation and the growing space, um, there, there's always need for more grows and more flowers. So, so that's something that's just continually scaling. 100%. Spoken from the flower child himself, <laughs> Jacob Fiore. Okay, well, I couldn't agree more with you. I think that we're on the same wavelength there. Um, I think that we have a great opportunity in cannabis. You touched on cultivation. You touched on processing. What about ancillary services? Well, I, I mean, I, I love ancillary services. I love that in, in pretty much every single sector. Yeah. Um, but I'll flip that on you because I know how much you love ancillary services. You text me all the time. Ancillary <laughs> services. I'm like, okay, what do you keep talking. What, yeah, what so I love ancillary services because they're unregulated, relatively speaking. Mm. If you're looking at flowers and you're looking at the actual cannabis itself, if it has more than 0.3% THC, you're going to have a lot of regulation. If it has less than that and it's hemp, very little regulation. If it's ancillary services, whether they're grow lights or filtration systems, or they are some type of nutrient system, or they're the money behind the cannabis mm-hmm. in a certain sense, mm. or they are the, the machines that are pressing the cannabis. And I, I love concentrates. I think concentrates are the future. Don't get my brother on the show, because as you saw on Saturday night, he'll get into a little bit of a fight with me about <laughs> what the future of cannabis is. But I think the ancillary services are amazing because they're relatively unregulated. And uh, we have an opportunity now, especially here in Michigan. Michigan, I'm not sure if you're familiar, being that you're from yeah. No, not gonna do. No, not not, not okay. gonna do that. But Michigan itself, I'm, I'm gonna pretend not to be offended because <laughs> you don't. How do you do Ohio? Like, I, I don't uh, even you know. Go. Just yeah. a box. But basically, here in Michigan, we've had a, a medical cannabis program, program, I believe, since 2008, mm. and just in November, so under a year ago, we legalized rec. And you can literally drive 10 minutes from here and walk into a dispensary with or without a medical card. Interestingly enough, if you have a medical card, you're going to pay 6% tax. If you don't, you're going to pay, I believe, 16% tax. Mm. Now, um, with that being said, Michigan has one of the highest numbers of card-carrying, cannabis-using members um, of any state in the nation. Mm. And that presents incredible opportunity here. What's fascinating about cannabis is that unlike any other substance or commodity I'm aware of, it is technically federally illegal, but it's legal on a state-by-state basis. So if you've got a company in, let's say, Colorado, you can't port that company and open up a location in Michigan. And if you've got a company in Michigan, you can't port that company and open it up in, say, Florida, unless you're in the ancillary services. Okay? So on that vein, when somebody wants to start a business, they have an opportunity not only to start a new organic structure in this closed ecosystem, right, that is unlike any other ecosystem that exists, but they can also port the knowledge and the technology from other states and bring that in, which is something you and I have talked about in in terms of of something like uh, concentrates and uh, what I call... Uh, solventless expression of concentrates, which I believe also is the future. He said that about a hundred and time, hundred times last week. Yeah, for say. sure, and I'll say it a hundred more times because I think that that uh, we're getting off topic. But I believe Dan, <laughs> Dan, on top of all things commercial real estate, has to stay true to its name. And cannabis is part of commercial real estate. So what I'll tell it you is. is that when you take something, the marijuana of the 1980s is not the marijuana, and that's when I grew up. The, it's not the marijuana of the 1990s. It's not the 19, the marijuana of the 2020 of the of the 20s. 
how do you even say that? The 2000s? 2000s. <laughs> it's not the marijuana of the 2020s, and it's certainly not the marijuana of the future. Mm-hmm. If you ask me what we're doing is we're taking something that was relatively benign in the 80s when the Fed said that this is the, the scariest, you know, biggest, baddest wolf out there, class one controlled substance, and we're taking that and con- turning it into you know, something that I, I hesitate to say this on the air, but it's almost like the crack cocaine of marijuana. Mm-hmm. If you take a really well-grown strain that's been cultivated from the beginning, from its infancy, to produce insanely high THC concent- con- concentration, and then all of a sudden you squish it, right, and you decarb- you car- carboxylate it, and you make it incredibly more potent, and then you take a full gram of that and have somebody ingest it, I mean, that's like, talk about taking something and really making the essence of it incredibly stronger. That's what you're doing. And people like that for some reason. With the concentrates. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's organic. It's natural. You don't have to worry about butane hash oil. That's I had a conversation. I you were on that call. We yeah. had a conversation with somebody that was in a gas explosion from a butane hash oil extraction project. You don't yeah. have to do that anymore. Yeah, no. You, you absolutely don't have to do that anymore. And there are a lot of machines out there that that you can invest in and, and you can take out those chemicals. Yeah, sure. so if anybody wants more information, reach out to Jake, Jacob Fiore, LinkedIn. You can reach out to me too. I'm happy to make a connection. Any last pieces of, of advice or anything that you want to say to our, our, our viewers regarding commercial real estate, regarding cannabis, regarding fund management? Yeah, so I think um, you just absolutely have to have a pulse within the trends that we're seeing. 100%. Yeah, so so if, if even if you're not into cannabis, you're not into anything else, you need a pulse in these very hot markets. And so that's that's really the, the advice I have. Yeah, and you need experts. Stay need LinkedIn experts. with the experts. Stay on top. Dan on top of all things commercial real estate. Jacob, I appreciate you. There it is. Thanks for coming, man. I'm so happy you were here. It was a pleasure to have you. We'll see you on the show again soon, Yeah, buddy. thanks for having me. Yep.